Good wait, 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 morning, wait, wait. listeners. Stop, stop, stop. What happened? <laughs> I need to grab water. Oh, my. All right. We end the recording. Oh, wait. Pause, <laughs> pause, pause. Pause, pause. All right. The real episode 41, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Three, two, one, go. Good morning, listeners. Alex, before I continue, do you need more water? I'm good now. <laughs> Welcome to our. Oh wait, no, I'm all messed up now. Hold on, I'm all screwed <laughs> up. Here, do the good morning, listeners. Yeah, yeah, I said that. All right, yeah. it's your boy Mason Taylor, aka Paintball King. <laughs> hey guys, it's your boy Alex, aka All Balance slash Windburn. Two very different nicknames, you guys. <laughs> and welcome to our forty-first episode of. Where's the action? action? This is going to be a rocky one. I can tell you that right now. This is, <laughs> we started off to a great start. Um, <laughs> yes, so it is our 41st episode. As you can tell by the title, we have just seen Black Panther Wakanda Forever, uh, the newest MCU movie that hit the theaters over the past weekend. Uh, we're getting this out to you fresh, fresh off the hot iron, fresh off the skillet. Um, you know, this is I was thinking about this. This is a really uh, kind of a full circle movie event for us because our very first episode of Where's the Action was actually about Black Panther. Uh, hey. So this is it's all been leading to this. This is our last episode, people. <laughs> Start with actually. Black Panther end with Black Panther. <laughs> I think it's perfect. We'll end on Black Panther five. How about that? OK. Okay. Um, but anyway, yes. So uh, as you guys know, before we get into the actual movie, we do have a full disclosure segment where we talk about things that, uh, you know, have happened in our lives or just anything in general, really. Uh, we used to do a lot of perspective pies on this show, but I think oh. we're still... What? Oh, I totally forgot to add perspective pie on the podcast <laughs> today. I was too in the zone of all the other notes, but it's okay. We, we don't have to do perspective pie this time. I know. I feel like I should I retire because have... I never had any good ones anyway. <laughs> I got a lot of flack from my one last week about pain weight. Literally, people who have been uh, talking to me, they're like, "Yeah, I listen to your podcast. What is pain weight? It is better than gain weight." <laughs> and I was like, "Did you hear the episode?" They're like, "Oh yeah, I heard the episode. It still doesn't make sense." <laughs> I told you it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so anyway, I think I'm retiring from Perspective Pie, but I think that Alex could. Uh, has more nuggets of wisdom. But anyway, we'll dig into our full disclosure segment. Okay. Uh, the first note here says my theater experience. So, and this is my note. It's been a while since I had been to the theater. And, I, you know, I went to the Sunday premiere of Black Panther. It wasn't the premiere, but just the Sunday showing. And it was 1.30 in the afternoon. So there were a lot of families in there. And, and so, you know, me and sound editor Caroline, we are sitting in the row and there's this person next to me, and he fell asleep during the trailers <laughs> of the movie. And he would like occasionally, when big action scenes during the movie would pop up, he'd go, oh, oh. <laughs> like he would like wake up suddenly, and then he'd just fall right back asleep. Oh um, my gosh! So he no just way. paid to take a nap in a theater. <laughs> not really sure what his. He's uh, supporting his... Marvel. He he just wanted to support Marvel, not watch the movie. <laughs> Right, Marvel paid him to go to the theater. <laughs> Probably what happened. <laughs> he was like one of their like fill-in fans that they needed to like reach quota. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they wanted more uh, movie sales. But uh, yeah, so yeah, so that happened. So that was interesting. 
And then, uh, you know, somebody decided to bring a two-year-old to Black Panther. And as you guys know, I don't know if you guys have kids or not, but two-year-olds are very rambunctious and they are very loud. And uh, they like to shout at the, the TV screen and cry because uh, this one, this particular kid was uh, kind of crying a lot and <laughs> just had some, I, I don't know what he was going through, probably a quarter life crisis like Alex or something. But <laughs> but um, yeah, at one point he had to go to the bathroom or something. So he dragged his dad out. Well, mm -hmm. do you know how in theaters you walk into the theater room right. and there's kind of like a hallway mm -hmm. and then you see the seats? It was kind of yes, that layout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's the most most theaters. So I see the kid and the dad, and the kid's like running, right? He's running, and all of a sudden you hear a loud bang down that hallway. <laughs> and the baby no. started crying. Apparently oh, he had no. run into the door and didn't even open the door. <laughs> it was like right in the oh middle of the movie. It was like it, it was like an emotional scene. This poor kid. You just hear this loud boom. It's like like a like a big thunderclap in there but um yeah what a guy what a guy nice guy i'll give him a chance but <laughs> give him a um, <laughs> but yeah so that was my theater experience did you have a like an odd theater experience or was yours mostly uh, positive the only, only only theater experience so like the past two movies i saw there had there was the reclining seats which was pretty nice in this movie theater i went today or or not today uh, i saw the movie friday and so the, the movie theater I went on Friday was a different one. You know, it was a little closer um, than the other one that I went to previously. But this movie theater did not have reclining seats. I was a little bummed. <laughs> they had they had folding chairs? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I did have to, you know, prop up my legs. I, I didn't keep my legs propped up the whole time on the seat in front of me. Like, there was no one, there was no one in the row in front of me. So I was like, oh, let me just prop up my legs on the, the seat in front of me. But it was, it, it just a little, it was not as comfy as I thought it would be. So I just kept my legs down. But then I would prop them up occasionally. <laughs> I could see you doing that. Now, uh, the question yeah. is, did you let your dogs bark? <laughs> I did not let my dogs bark because, because I was not in the reclined seat. I wasn't fully comfy. I just, okay. you know, I just had a regular you know, sitting experience, but... I also had two bags of candy. I had um, Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> so That's for it. context, I got a text from Alex while he was in the theater. <laughs> I don't even think the movie had actually gone on yet. It was during the previews. Yeah, it was literally all the previews. <laughs> he said, bro, demolish this box of Sour Patch. Time for the Skittles. <laughs> Texted me right after. And it, was a, it was a bag of Skittles. It wasn't like, you know, the the you know the the one pack that you get like in front of the grocery store or like the dollar tree this was like a bag of skittles oh like, the sharing size yeah i think so um but i had so many skittles and i <laughs> it was just such a sugar overload like i was eating the skittles throughout the movie and by the time you know is by the end of the movie that i have already finished the skittles i was like what <laughs> I can see you with that family size. <laughs> you Skittles, I will go ham on Skittles. Skittles is probably one of my top candies. Interesting. Yeah, yeah Skittles are. Oh yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say Skittles are like underrated because I never think of them when someone says candy. Oh, like yeah, I'll think yeah. of like M and M's or something. But Skittles are so good. I think they're Skittles, definitely top five. I like Skittles better than M and M's, but the peanut M and M's, that's like. I think I have to do peanut M&M's over the Skittles. And then 
you know everything else up with it. Oh, same here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peanut yeah, regular yeah. M&Ms, they don't have like that bite to it. They don't have an edge. Yeah, it's like buying yeah, a yeah. car with no seats in it. It's mm-hmm, kind of like mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's good outside, but inside it's just chocolate, you know. Yeah. So, but that's a good yeah, segue. So I, I speaking of which. I didn't, I didn't have any. Yeah, that was just my theater experience. It, it didn't have a, a crying baby like you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I should have just started crying too to like <laughs> upset the baby more. I don't know. Oh, my God. I was kind of salty about it. But anyway, speaking of Skittles and M&Ms, uh, let's talk about our weight loss journey. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I will start off with my weight loss. So as you guys know, we've been doing a weigh-in Wednesday update for people. And basically, Alex started this challenge when he was trying to lose weight for a marathon. Um, that marathon did not materialize for reasons we've discussed before, but we still weigh in. And our last weigh-in Wednesday is actually the day before Thanksgiving this year. Um, so we have two weeks left of this challenge. And I will just say this challenge has been a roller coaster as always, <laughs> and it did not disappoint this week. Um, so just for people's perspective, last week, uh, and please fact check this because I don't write this down, but I believe I was 187 last week. Now I am officially 189 pounds, which is I think I'm definitely improving as in gaining weight. If if I was going for that, I'm improving. Um, so I'm I mean, this is definitely my record. I'm definitely <laughs> setting records over here. Uh, I think it's just because I've been eating out a lot i mean i've been going to dinner parties shout out nick and emily joe you know i've been having some good cocktails and uh, you know i had like corn casserole i had a friend's giving last night i'll talk more about that later but uh yeah you know honestly it's just been no diet and no control and no exercise oh my gosh so yeah i i can't i just (laughs) this is not good oh gosh well hopefully hopefully in two weeks in two weeks, what would you like to be? How about this? And then we can 170. <laughs> I can lose 20 pounds in two weeks. Yeah, if you eat literally nothing, you can't even drink water. <laughs> well, I've already been trying to cut that out. I I do. I mean, I drink coffee. Maybe I'll just do like chapstick. Like I'll, Every time <laughs> I put on eat? chapstick, I'll just lick my lips a little bit. And that'll be my nutrition. Wait, wait, wait. You, can, you can eat lettuce. Isn't lettuce like zero calories? Uh, yeah, actually, I think you burn calories eating it, don't you? I think so. Yeah. That one and asparagus, I think are the two. You should do the lettuce asparagus diet. <laughs> All right. Well, tonight I'm eating fried rice and, uh, bao buns. So. Bao? Yeah. What kind of bao? Uh, Trader Joe's. Oh. I'm not really gotta, sure. Sound editor bought it. So. You gotta show me what they are. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a pic. I'll send you a pic. Nice, nice. But speaking right. of food, I um I looked for Baria. If you guys oh the last episode, I did look for it, Baria? and nobody had it. I went to like two Mexican restaurants, and nobody had Baria. Wait, wait, Mexican restaurants or like actual taco places? Oh, was I supposed to go to taco place? <clears throat> I mean, yeah, normally the taco places will have them. Mexican like a taco truck. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's I didn't think to do truck. that. I went to like well, the actual I mean, restaurants. Some restaurants will have it, but from my experience. I've only gotten Beria from like a taco truck. Oh, well, I'm still in the hunt then. I, I think, uh, yeah, I haven't found it yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mine, I was, so last episode I was 153. This previous way in Wednesday, this past Wednesday, it was 154.6. <laughs> and it doesn't make sense because like 
I go to weigh in Wednesday, not bloated. And I'm like, what happened? Like the previous day, I ate fine. So I'm just like, uh, hello? <laughs> no correlation here. Um, not sure what's happening. But hopefully by, so we have two weeks left. I want to break 150. That is, if it's going to be 149.9, that's that's the goal. Then that's what I strive to be. Respect. I think you can definitely get that. Roughly two pounds each week, which is kind of crazy, but we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll we'll keep you posted. I do have salmon salads this week, so. Uh, Oh, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So good that. weight loss update. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you get to one seventy in two weeks. I really hope that happens. <laughs> yeah, it's not looking good for either of us. But I, hey, we got to keep going with this. Okay. I'm not done. It's not over till it's over. Okay. All right. Last full disclosure. So today I played golf. Today, um, it was like the high was forty nine degrees, cloudy, windy, winds were like ten to fifteen miles per hour. So the wind was in your face, killing you. <laughs> um, but regardless, it was a very good round of golf today. I played pretty stellar. I shot a nice 78. Um, I was six over on the front nine, and then I was one over on the back nine. So I was a second half team <laughs> team play. <laughs> second half team. Now is yeah, over I- for the listeners, is over. A good is it's over par. So is that what you're supposed to over be? Over par. So okay. Over par, under par, and even. So even is par. So every hole there's a certain par. It's a par three, par four, par five. So those are the number of shots you should get on that hole. So on the front nine, I had six bogey and then three pars. On the back nine, oh bogey is one over par. Okay. So whenever I say bogey, it's one over par. When I get mm-hmm. par, then you get par. If you get birdie, it's one under par. So you did better than what the course wants you to do. So on the front nine, six bogeys. So I was a six over par. On the back nine, I had two bogeys and then one birdie. So I was only one over on the back nine. So I played really well on the back nine. I was uh, I was really like focused. <laughs> And so, yeah, and it's super windy and it's cold. Like I could barely feel my hands at times. I was like, "This is miserable." <laughs> and I wasn't wearing a lot of layers too. Like my other friends that were playing with me, they they had like hoodies, you know, extra layers, like thick layers. And I had uh, I had a thermal, a golf shirt, and then a quarter zip on top. And it wasn't like a thick quarter zip. And I, I should have brought my, my puffer vest because that would have been nice because I could still swing my arms, right? So yeah, you were but, basically playing at a handicap. Yeah, but I did have my new my new blue Adidas beanie, and I think that's what did the trick. I um I really like the beanie. So. Interesting, <laughs> repping our sponsor from last episode. <laughs> Interesting yeah, timing on that yeah. one. So, yeah, so I think the Adidas beanie really, uh, really um, put things together. So yeah, second half team, you know, wind burn, like always. But yeah, really fun. I won the match. Um, two of the other guys, they didn't really play close. Like they, they shot like one guy shot ninety nine, and then some other. Oof, guy that's shot rough. A hundred something. So I shot seventy eight. So it was me seventy eight. The other Alex eighty one, and then 
Danny ninety nine, and then Patrick like a hundred something. Patrick, um, come on! You can't be in a triple digits on an eighteen hole. <laughs> Patrick, pick it up. It's rough. It's rough out there. So especially in these conditions, I played like super well. Um, All right. So really happy about that. Yeah, I had a lot of focus. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, good. Moving, moving on. Moving on. We can jump into our sponsors. Hopefully, we can cover this in ten minutes. Oh yeah, we definitely got it. All right, what you got? So the first sponsor for today's episode is Summer Moon Coffee. Uh, Summer Moon Coffee is a chain of coffee stores based in Texas. So they've, I think their first one was in Austin and they've spread out to Dallas, Fort Worth and things like that. Um, I prefer them over Starbucks It's local business, but you know, they've probably got like 30 locations or so in Texas. So today I, after I saw Black Panther Wakanda forever, I took sound editor to get coffee from Summer Moon Coffee. And, you know, we walked there because everything's pretty much in the same area from the movie theater. And, you know, we walked there, got some coffee. It was hot. I got the Christmas cookie one. It was bussing. It had like whipped cream in it. Um, It just tasted like a good time, you know. So we walked back to Target to pick up some. I forget what we were going for. And I, you know, this coffee, it just makes me gassy. But like. (laughs) But in a in a burp way, I usually I don't burp a lot. It's usually the other end. But like this time, and this is really like highbrow stuff we're going here for. Uh, but you know, I, I I let out the largest belch I think I've ever <laughs> oh let out in my, my life. This was in the Target parking lot. We're walking in, <laughs> and I didn't realize there was a woman right next to us walking with us. Oh and she starts God. laughing. <laughs> No way. And then, oh, it gets worse. It gets worse. So she starts laughing. And Ooh, then she looks so at Caroline's sound editor and she says, well, uh, I hope you still love him. <laughs> no way. I was like, what? What is she talking about? <laughs> um, so anyway, that's that's my Summer Moon Coffee story. So go, go check out Summer Moon Coffee. That just wow. happened. So I just thought I, I should share that. Wow. that's. <laughs> Are you going to get it again? <laughs> I'm never going to get it again. I can't show up at Target again. I can't. I mean, this really ruined a lot of things for me. (laughs) But it is very good. It's very good. Okay. All righty. So my sponsor for today, um, the latest pickup from uh, Costco. So this Costco purchase was yesterday. I bought um, Body Armor Light. So Body Armor Light is, according to this Amazon description, Body Armor Light is the low-calorie, no-sugar-added sports drink with natural flavors, natural sweeteners, and no no colors from artificial sources. Body Armor Light combines coconut water, potassium-packed electrolytes, and vitamins to provide superior hydration. So basically, it's like a healthy version to get your electrolytes, but it's not as, like, sweet and bad for you at like Gatorade. <laughs> ah. Um so I got it it's three three different flavors. So there was a strawberry lemonade, blueberry, pomegranate and peach mango. I had the blueberry one this morning. It was pretty good. And then I had the strawberry lemonade when I was playing golf today. So both pretty good. Yeah, if you are looking for hydration, I would recommend this. This this actually this product actually is like one of the other sponsors for Four Play Golf, the Barstool Four Play Golf channel or podcast channel. 
Um, and so it's funny because like they mention it all the time. They're like, if you are dehydrated or hungover, just drink body armor light and you'll just like return back to normal. So, so it's like yeah. Pedialyte, but for golfers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, go get your uh, body armor light from your local Costco, and you probably get it at your own grocery store as well. There you go. Perfect. Body Armor Light. Body Armor Light. Uh, B-A-L. And then the last sponsor for this episode is actually Brown Sugar Cinnamon Pop-Tarts. So not, uh, you know, just any old Pop-Tart. We're talking about the original Brown Sugar Cinnamon. So I may have mentioned this on a previous episode. I love those. I used to literally eat those exclusively. Uh, Nothing else was in my diet except Brown Sugar Cinnamon Pop-Tarts. We'll call them BSC for this, for our purposes. So uh, BSC Pop Tarts, you know, I used them yesterday to create a creation that I've been ruminating for the past four or five years, and and that creation is called Pop Tart Pie. So I think pie. Alex, Alex, <laughs> yes, Perspective Pie. I, I I was too full on Perspective Pie, so I wanted okay. to go in a different direction. So, <laughs> so I made uh, Pop Tart Pie for this Friendsgiving party that I went okay. to yesterday nice, nice um very risky because i've actually never made it good before right. um so about five years ago i had the idea for it back in college and i, I actually well. made it i had the, i had the i had his very first pop tart pie he had the prototype and now alex i don't know if you knew at the time but i forgot to cook the pie crust yes i remember okay <laughs> well i remembered it this time and i gotta say i think it turned out really well um so what i did was it was it, the base of it is chocolate pudding and then i actually cooked the pie crust this time wow i didn't use uh who who's whose pie plate do i still have ron it's yeah that one? <laughs> i did not use ron it's pie plate also no. ron it if you're listening i'm sorry i'll get you back your pie plate soon no i have it now remember you, you have it, it yeah you gave it to me before you moved out of blacksburg oh i thought it was still in the closet in, no, 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 in Blacksburg, no, no, Virginia. No, 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 no. You gave it to me. So can I have it back? <laughs> no, I like my two pie plates I have. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, anyway, Ron, it, Ron it's going to sue us. All right, keep going with your uh, Pop-Tart pie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway. So I, I baked the pie crust and I made pudding. Okay. Uh, I put one pack of chocolate, one pack of vanilla to water down the chocolate. I didn't know it did that, but I was trying to be like cool and trendy. Okay. Um, I put a little bit of cinnamon in there too. And then what I did was I put six brown sugar cinnamon Pop-Tarts and put them in a bag, Ziploc bag, and just like chopped it up and and put little chunks in there with Mm -hmm. the pudding. So it's like a mixture. And I put it all in the pie crust. Then for a finishing touch, I actually took the crusts off of the Pop-Tarts and mushed Mm -hmm. those up into a fine powder and sprinkled it on top. Nice, nice. So it's a cold pie and I brought it to the party and and you know everyone you know after the dinner had started everyone's like oh uh this, <laughs> what's this pie here and i was like oh i'll tell you so i told them about the whole story right. about what i just told you guys about blacksburg and all of that my prototype mm-hmm. and it turns out i didn't take much home there was not much leftovers it was wow. a big hit at this party wow so i think i'm going to have to start making that every year I think it's going to be a tradition. Bring it to your family um, Thanksgiving. I will. I'll bring it on the plane. 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> it probably make more sense to make it in Virginia, but yes, right. that is that is what I will do, and that's why Brown Sugar Cinnamon Pop Tarts are the sponsor of this episode. Wow. So, I'm very proud of that. Wow. It's like Eight. a it's like a baby growing up and being like a really successful doctor or something. That's mm-hmm. what it felt like to me for this pie to actually work. Alrighty. Well, that wraps up our full disclosure and sponsor section, and now we will jump into the actual podcast. Yes, so digging into the matter at hand here, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um, not many people thought this was going to be a thing after the untimely death of Chadwick Boseman, aka Black Panther. Uh, he played him in the first one, and it's kind of weird. This movie's an odd thing because you know they had already greenlit the second one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then your main actor dies, right? What do you do? Do you cancel it or do you keep going with it? Well, Marvel said, hey, you know, full send. Let's go for it. We'll see what happens. And this is the product we got. This is the movie we got. So, um, yeah, very interesting way to do it. I mean, like, I didn't know if they were able to pull it off. And I think they really did. Um, You know, and I was talking with you about it and. You know, we haven't really talked about the nitty gritty of it yet, but basically the movie starts out with the death of Black Panther, a.k.a. King T'Challa. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go into much detail. You know, there's no like fake flashbacks or anything like that. I think it's handled in the best way possible because they just say, you know, an undisclosed illness has taken him. And I think that's pretty much what the real situation happened. Nobody knew he was sick and then all of a sudden he died. And I think it's the same way in the universe. And I think if they, some people were like, oh, you know, they should have made him a hero, die in battle or something. But Mm -hmm. I I disagree. I think this was the best way to do it because now when you get the reactions of his death in the movie, it translates to real life because the the line between the two have blurred, you know, Mm -hmm. like, uh, for example, the, the actresses and things that are worked closely with him in the first one, they are mourning the character's death, but also in a way, the real actor's death as well. And mm-hmm. that's that was one of the big takeaways I had from it. Uh, what did you think of it overall as far as like that aspect of the movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like they could have gone two ways. They could have recasted someone or mm-hmm. they could have made the movie. Well, I guess like they would have to start from scratch again, but make a movie where he's not the Black Panther. And that's the route that they did. Um I, I thought it was very sentimental that they they did the 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 rituals and you know the ceremony for um T'Challa because he passed away from the sickness. But you know, it, it does resemble unfortunately the, the passing of him a couple of years ago. And so I think they, they played their cards outright that way. And and it did work because like according to the comics, like there's multiple like the next Black Panther will be Sherry or will be his son, which will be like in tennis years from now. <laughs> um so yeah, I, I really liked how they went above and beyond on this method because if they recasted someone, I don't think it would have been I don't think it would have been right, but also like it just wouldn't feel the same. Like cause he was already in um what was it? Black Panther one, Captain America Civil War infinity war and then endgame so he was already in four movies you already seen him in four movies and then we can't have his signature second movie without him 
So I think they did a great job making sure that they, you know, recognize his achievements. Um, you know, he's a very, very big monumental character in the MCU, and then they just pass it off to the next person. So props yep. to Marvel on that. Yep, literally nail on the head. That's exactly what I was thinking too. I mean, you just mm-hmm. can't recast a legendary figure like that. You, you know, can't, you can't. And he had such a short time in the MCU, but what a what a legend that he was. And I like how in this movie, this you know how they usually have the main Marvel theme, and they have all the different Marvel movies oh, in their yeah, like, logo. Yeah. This <laughs> one was just Chadwick Boseman. That was yeah. really good. That and was no good. music or like you know. Not the main music, but it's like other music, more sentimental music. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I really, really dug how they did this. And I think it, and it it's respectful. You know, yeah. it's not mm-hmm. there. That's the main thing to take away from it. It's very respectful how they handle things. Um, yeah, that's that. That's like something like that's one of the things that they had at the very beginning. It it just like oh man that was so that, was, that hit the feelings that hit the heart. It'd be, it'd be hitting different, man. I mean, it do be hitting different. It do be hitting different, but um okay. yeah. But then you know it also doesn't dwell in that for too much. It, the movie still has its own identity too, mm-hmm. um which I really respected. I mean they so you know I guess we'll go into the the characters first. We have our returning characters. Uh, we have Shuri, about played by Letitia Wright. Um, I mean, she's basically given the the main. I wouldn't say main role. Well, kind of. I mean, oh, I think she really is. Yeah. I yeah. she is the main character. Yeah, she's a, yeah. Well, she is probably the main character, and it's because of not just what happens later on in the movie, which we'll talk about, but just the overall emotional performance of her. Like she's her brother is now dead, and you know she has to take on the weight of all this. So I think she really did a great job uh, as playing Shuri again. Then we have. Mm-hmm. Okoye, uh, she is played by our good friend Michonne from The Walking Dead. Here back yet again, she's not fighting zombies. She is fighting fish people this time. Yes, um, yes. Yes, so she's fighting fish people. <laughs> Honestly, this might be a hot take. I think she might be my favorite character. Okoye? Yeah. If your favorite character. Wow. What? She's she's a good, strong favorite character. Like, she's I can badass. See why, I can see right? why people um, like her. Yeah, I, I think she I, I don't know. I think she's the best character. Just like her her dialogue, I think, is the funniest. And, you know, she's just very much fish out of water type. No pun intended character. And what is the queen's name? Do we know that? Yes, she is Queen Romanda and by played by Angela Bassett. <laughs> if she does not get an Oscar for this movie. She's so good. I'm going to sue Disney if she doesn't get an Oscar. <laughs> I'm going to sue Joe Biden. I'm going to sue everybody. She was probably <laughs> had Joe the best. Biden. I'm gonna I'm gonna sue him. I'm just gonna sue America because that's not right if she doesn't get an Oscar for this. It was amazing. I mean, she really brought her a game. That's the thing about these movies, the mm-hmm. especially the Black Panther movies. I think these are probably one of the best, well acted uh, movies because there's so many emotions that you have to convey in this movie about the plot and things like that for it to work. I think mm-hmm. with less acting ability, this movie would not have been good. I mean, obviously. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously better actors equals better product. But, you know, it's mm-hmm. just like she cried when she needed to. But she was also this strong performance. You really felt she was the queen. I mean, she's the queen of the MCU right now. I think. <laughs> so, okay. Wow. Yeah. There's so many characters in this movie. I don't want to talk. Let's. All right. Here's what we'll do. We'll I'll talk just, about we'll, we we'll go to the good guys first and then we'll move on to the bad guys, quote unquote. 
Um, so then we have, uh, let's see, Nokia, Nokia, Nokia. phone, <laughs> Nokia, uh, Nokia, played by Lupita Nyong'o, Nyong'o, um, former flame of T'Challa. I think they like we we eventually figured out that they actually have a kid, um, and his name is also T'Challa, but also his, um, Mayan name. Oh no, Haitian name is Toussaint. Like croissant, <laughs> like Tucson, Arizona. Yeah, yeah, similar. Um, so she's in the movie. She's like a spy now. Um, then we have Everett Ross. He is the the white guy, the CIA guy that has he worked with um, the Black Panther cast in the first movie. He was like the outside guy who helped them. He was um, the Tolkien white guy. Yep, yep. He he has a very like small subplot in this. It's it's very minimal. Um, but you know, it's kind of important. He's um, from they, Alexandria, Virginia, which is your neck of the woods. Yeah, my side of town. So yeah, then we have Val. Val is the she also works for the CIA. Um, she is the the girl from what is it, Captain America and Winter Soldier. She's like the the girl with purple hair who like recruits USA agents, agent USA. Is that, is that his name? A uh, um, U.S. agent. Yep. U.S. agent, U.S. agent. Yeah. And then she's, she's like forming the Thunderbolts. Hey, um, hey, spoilers, spoilers. It's not a spoiler. Are if we supposed to know that? If, if you're hip to the MCU like announcements, then yeah, you should know that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't really don't Dude, know. You're so I thought you're I had so seen behind. her somewhere. Was she at the end of Black Widow? Yep, yep, that too. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm I'm not going crazy. I don't really know what she is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, she's like she's part of the um anti like for this movie, she is part of the side that's like Wakanda needs to give me vibranium or else I will kill them type of vibe. Um, yeah, and then we have Killmonger. Killmonger was the cousin of t'challa from the last movie he does have a special appearance again just a brief appearance um when sherry goes to the ancestor realm and she turns to the black panther and so killmonger is there uh we have umbaku, we have umbaku. Ooh, this guy he, he's a good character he i Winston think he Duke needs, plays this guy perfect needs, i think he needs way more screen time I, I know. Really like I him. he should be like the king of Wakanda now. I think he is. He's going to be. Oh, how did wait? How do you know that? I watched the YouTube video. Oh, spoilers! Wait, <laughs> how, why did they not say it in the movie? They didn't like say it specifically, but there was like implying because at the very end of the scene, Black Panther doesn't make it to the uh, or, or Sherry doesn't make it to the the. You're just the, throwing out all the spoilers. <laughs> Sherry doesn't make it to that, um, what is that, ritual where they fight off to be who is the next Black Panther or king of Wakanda. And Sherry doesn't make it, but Mbaku fills in her place. Oh, so he's automatically because there's like, he doesn't fight anybody. Well, I don't know if he's going to fight anyone, but it ends on that scene. Oh. YouTube video I watched, they're like, yeah, Sherry's going to carry out Black Panther duties and Mbaku is going to be king of Wakanda until the new T'Challa comes in. I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either until I watched that YouTube video today. <laughs> there you go. Well, wait, why didn't why isn't baby T'Challa the king yet? Well, he's too young. 
I think we need a young guy in there. He, he needs to get through at least high school. <laughs> I think it would be funny to let a seven-year-old run the country. Yeah, he'd be like, you know? give me toys. <laughs> it, it, like the U.S. is like, all right, look, we need 27 million gallons of vibranium. And in exchange, we'll give you a Toys R Us gift card. <laughs> yeah. John, he'd be like, and then, yeah. Um. Oh, also Okoye is Okoye. She was the general of the, or oh, Dormalage. That's what it was. Dormalage. Yeah. Dor Dormalage. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but hopefully, hopefully, people who do know actually understand what I'm saying. So Okoye is the general of that. The 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 women bodyguards of um, the king or queen of Wakanda, and then Okoye does get banned. She gets uh what no she gets fired, um, from from her general position and then what was this? Okoye. Was this in this movie? (laughs) (sighs) I don't pay attention. (laughs) And then Okoye becomes the new like midnight surfer or something. Midnight angel. Midnight angel. Midnight predator looking costume. (laughs) Didn't it look like the predator? Yeah, it did. It did. (sighs) We'll get to that. Um, and then. Oh, who, oh! You have more good guys. Yeah, there's so many. I'm going Ooh, down wait, the list. What else is there? Ayo. Um, Ayo. Ayo, played by Florence Casamba. She takes over the Dor Malaje squad. She doesn't. must have been in the bathroom for that part. She doesn't speak much in the movie, but um, you know, you can recognize her, Anika. She's another one of the woman guardians, but she's the one with the daggers. And so, um, yeah, she doesn't really speak much, too. But she's pretty cool. She has the new You're weapons. You're pulling out all these people. I don't think we're in the actual movie. <laughs> Griot, Griot, um, That is Shuri's, a- yeah, Shuri's AI, who is played by Trevor Noah. No way. Uh, yeah. No <laughs> way. I did not make that connection. It, yeah, he doesn't sound like that in the movie. Like I, I wouldn't know if I if I didn't look up the cast. Wow. Yeah, yeah I had no idea. I thought I thought it was just a generic voice. Mm-hmm. And then the last of the uh, the last of the the good guys, Riri Williams, aka Ironheart, um, played by Dominique Thorne. She is a MIT like superstar. She is the one who kind of started this whole plot of what how things came out to be because she made this vibranium machine or like Ooh. oh excuse me. I'm I so think, sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna I edit think those it, out. <laughs> I think she made the machine that like can find vibranium and then or like cap or what is it? Like yeah, find vibranium. Yeah, I think it's For, find it. I think she I'm made pretty yeah, sure I think she's I'm pretty sure it's like a metal thing. detector and yeah, she made it for her university, and then her professor takes it to the government, and then the government uses her technology. That's why it all starts like this whole chaos. And if you want to go over the the three villains, <laughs> I'll go over the villains. All right, so we have Aquaman. Aquaman, yep. Aquaman, aka Namor. Am I saying that in the most white way possible? Namor. Namor. Uh, Namor. Namor. Yes, Namor, played by. Who do we have here? Sorry, I'm pulling up my notes here. So no, oh, why are all these tabs Huerta? coming up? Tenok Huerta. Why don't you um, Namor is okay. is the uh, he's in charge of Atlantis. 
aka <laughs> Talo Khan. So yep. basically, he is a a fish god. He uh, he was part of the I, th- I believe it was the Incans, right? Um, Mayans, Mayans, the Mayans, Mayan, the Mayan Aztec culture. Oh, well, that's that's there's two separate cultures there. We'll just go with Mayan. Mayan. Um, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So he basically his backstory is that uh, you know he he his mom was pregnant with him, and one of the other people in their village found this plant that was glowing underwater, and they ground it up and they started drinking it without really knowing what it was. So they all realized that hey. We really can't live on land anymore so after we ate that plant. And so they all decide, hey, let's go to the water because we need water to survive. So they all basically become fish. Um, but now it's weird because the mom was pregnant with Namor and right. N- Namor. And when they gave birth, very freaky scene. Uh, they gave birth <laughs> to this kid underwater. Crazy. The baby's just kind of floating there. Yeah, you know, just chilling. But anyway, so he turns out to have like wings on his feet. Yep, mm-hmm. and then ears that point to the sky. That's what they said. Yep. Uh, so he's like elf ears, and he also has gills. I think that's not confirmed. I don't remember. Nah, he doesn't have gills. Okay, though. he doesn't have gills. No, Never no, mind. No, 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 no. But he's uh, so basically he's related to Nemo and <laughs> Nemo. We'll call him Nemo. <laughs> Nemo. <laughs> So anyway, he can he can but, talk to fish. He can talk to whales. <laughs> yes, he is Aquaman, and plus he uses those whales a lot in this movie. He does use the whales. You just a lot. see a random killer whale, just like you know, above the water. <laughs> um, yeah, so he basically has his own little uh, setup underwater. He's got uh, it's called Talokan, and basically he has a bunch of his other fish people with him. Um, is it explained how they? I guess they all just eat the same stuff like they just eat the glowing plant and they all yeah yeah so basically whoever the person whoever found the first blue um vibranium uh plant thingy he was like everyone has to eat it now <laughs> so or maybe there's his... a lot of inbreeding at the beginning well he gave it to his tribe. wife he gave it to his wife and then he gave it to everybody else so thinking that it's like the best like this is like steroids for everybody so it's better for that if everybody eats it and then if you eat it then you can like fend fend off like the people that were that were like capturing their area i forget i was it the the europeans i think were capturing their area or something like that and so yeah something i uh, they rolled in and yeah 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 the and whole so... motivation for uh, Namor hating land people is that mm-hmm. you know they were burying his dead mother I don't, I don't I don't remember how she died it's not really that important but um his mom dies and so you can't really bury him at sea because they float up right. so he decided to go back on land and bury her there where she lived before they took the mm-hmm. the the plant the the ganja and mm-hmm. when they buried him the conquistadors were uh, taking over the Mayan Empire, and that's mm-hmm. when he saw he realized that hey, these land people aren't that good. Um, yeah. He saw the saw some pretty nasty people. Which I mean, if I were in his shoes, I'd probably say the same thing. But um, he was a vicious kid. He reminded me of the kid that kept crying in the movie theater. I mean, this <laughs> kid was rough. He was, was like stabbing rough. people in the neck with a spear at age six. Yeah, he's crazy. 
yeah, so that's how they all turned to the, the, the blue water people. They all took the herb and then they finally live underground. Or not underground, in the deep they, waters. It turned into the people from Avatar, the Navi. Yes, yes. Did you see the Avatar 2 trailer? I way? did, and that's what made me do that, <laughs> like, similar. They look so similar. They do, they do. I haven't but, seen the uh, first one. But... You know what I think the difference is? What? I think between the Avatar people and these people is that these people, like Namor's people, are very, they're not like skinny. Like some of them have a little little cushion to them. You know what I mean? Oh, oh wait, yeah. I, I think, yeah, because I think when I saw the Avatar 2 trailer, I'm like, they're a little lanky. <laughs> yeah, they're all like anorexic. I don't know what's going on. Their diet, they need to get on a better like regimen. They need to have our diet. <laughs> Yeah, our diet, like corn casserole and Pop-Tart pie. That's what they need to get on. And Skittles and Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> <laughs> yep, but... Wait, you haven't seen the first Avatar? Nah. You're I the one not, person. I have not seen the first Avatar. Um, I think it was like when we were in elementary school when it came out. Oh, um, yeah. I watched it when it first came out, bro. That's a good movie. A good not really. I didn't think it was like... I don't think people rave about Avatar. No, people were not wanting another one. Like I know it's like the best, like the most highest grossing movie ever, but Yeah, yeah, I I knew that cuz it was like like that was like that held the record forever until like Endgame like finally took it or something like that. And I think it's just took it back because they re-put it in theaters. Uh but nice. yeah, I I don't think anybody's clamoring for a for a new one. Too. <laughs> But we'll see. Who knows? We could be blown away. Maybe that'll be our next review. We'll, we'll watch Avatar. <laughs> that'll be another oh. full circle one because our second episode was <laughs> avatar the last airbender and then we can just like repeat way. history <laughs> wow anyway we're so basically namor has <laughs> two two more bad guys they've he's got baddies with them um namora namora <laughs> yeah real wow, clever great. name <laughs> real clever it's like, uh, wow, we added an A to the end. What a great thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's she's the one with the orange feathers. Yeah. If you've seen the trailers and stuff. She's, she's and, the sidekick. Right. We don't really know anything about her. She and then there's Atuma. Atuma. He's the big so macho he, guy. Yeah. He's the big macho man. He is the, he's not the leddy to the Dom, but he is just the, the beta he's fish. Like, he's the beta fish. He's like the. <laughs> Uh, who is it? The Rock. He's like The Rock, and then Namor is like Dom, and then Namora is Lenny. So, you got actually. I think I think Atuma is more of like ludicrous speed. <laughs> ludicrous speed. I think that's what we would uh, do that. But uh, yes, those are those There's are so the characters. Many characters. So many. Those characters. are the characters. So now we'll go ahead and get into uh, the action slash plot. So with this movie. You know, Alex and I were talking about this before the recording, and we realized that this movie is action light. So it does, especially towards the third act, have a lot of action in it. But this movie is mainly about heart and it's about plot. Lots of talking, but the dialogue is so good. And there's a lot of emotion in this that you really don't mind it. You know, I know it's it's like if if Dune had character and heart to it, then (laughs) then it would be this movie. Nah, nah, nah. Dune could not. I Dune has rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> he hates Dune. I can't wait for the second one to come out and when we review no, it. We cannot we know we review will. it. 
We cannot review it. I'm just not going to watch it. You can do a solo podcast. I will be there for the full disclosure, sponsors, favorite You're just going to dip. Um, <laughs> and then fun fact and perspective pie. And you could talk about the movie. <laughs> All right. I'll take lead on that one. <laughs> but anyway, yes. So uh, we'll just go ahead. There are a few points that we wanted to hit. First and foremost, the opening scene, obviously, which we touched on before. T'Challa passes away. And so basically what happens now is um, everyone's just kind of reeling from that. The main drive of the plot is that the I believe it's the U.S. government has created this vibranium technology that allows them to detect vibranium so they don't have vibranium but they they want some right because it's like the Mm -hmm. best resource on earth and they do this because is it because they have riri williams's like blueprints is that what happened to that or what how did she get into the mix i'm still confused so the way how the very first scene the action scene kind of like on the government side of things so what happens is there's a un meeting um, Wakanda is present because countries want to like put a good argument in saying like Wakanda, why aren't you helping other nations with your resources? And the queen, she was like, we protect uh vibranium Wakanda because you know it's like things. I I can't remember exact wording, but I also can't remember her exact stances on it. But pretty much he's saying like it's too special to Wakanda that like they're not willing to share it with other people and if it goes to the other like in wrong hands then like it can create chaos pretty much and so that's the whole UN meeting and then then she mentions well France your people actually um like surprised attacked us uh when it was like some Wakanda outpost near the ocean and France. They they sent out French, French like military to hopefully steal vibranium from them. And that was the very first action scene. Uh, it's just, you know, military troops and they're like, you know, freeze, blah, blah, blah. Give me, give me access to the vault. And then they're like, who has the access? And then when the vault opens, um, Okoye... And her her uh, her girl army actually <laughs> come out, so there was no vibranium there. So it was just them waiting for the French military to to like just beat them up. And so that was a cool scene. It was a savage move. Yeah, that was our first opening scene with that. And you know we get to see uh, one. You know I believe it was Anika or something like that, and she had the daggers instead of the spear. And mm-hmm. Okoye and her kind of had a little spat about that. But yeah, great mm-hmm. action scene. First action scene. Um, I mean, th- we take for granted how good they are at fighting. I mean, it's right. all spear stuff too, spears against right. guns, but mm-hmm. it still works, um, uh, because they're just such skilled fighters. Yeah, and, you know, there's lots of stabbing and slashing. And I think one at one point they, um, the the person with the dagger slashes off a gun, so like oh, he yeah, can't shoot. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good part. I really like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a great first opening scene. And another opening scene is actually aboard the vessel. So basically now we fast forward a little bit to the U.S. military actually trying to search for this vibranium with their big ship. It looks like an oil rig, if you guys ever seen that. It's mm-hmm. out in the middle of the ocean, and they're trying to dig for it. They send down two divers, 
And it's actually a pretty creepy scene because they're, they're having leagues deep and they're just looking around with their lights and they're like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Oh, we lost Johnson. Where are his vitals? Can you look and see? And the other diver's like, Johnson, I thought he was here the whole time. And then she turns <laughs> and he's not there anymore. She's like, oh no, what happened to him? And then I, I don't even know what happens, but I guess one of the Talokans, right? Talokans, I guess we can call him that. Talokan. How do you say it? Talokan. 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 Peloton. So one of the Talokans, like, you know, kills the diver. And then all of a sudden you see a lot of heads bob up from the water and you realize, okay, we're dealing with a, an aquatic threat here, so to speak. And mm-hmm. uh, this is our first introduction to Namor as well, but not quite Namor because he's hidden in shadows too. Uh, mm-hmm. But they use like this so- sonic technology, like a siren, um, not like a, like a alarm siren, but like one of those mystical like mermaids that would like haunt you and get you into the water. It was kind of cool. Um, and then eventually one person tries to escape by helicopter and it's unclear at first as to what's going on because the rotor starts messing up and all their controls start messing up and eventually they just get thrown at the water. You're like, what can do that? And then you see this guy just floating in the air, um, you know, with like wings on his feet. And so that was our introduction to Namor. So, uh, that was also, and it was all at night too. So it was pretty much veiled. You still couldn't see exactly what was going on, but I thought it was a really solid action scene too, to start the movie off yeah the sonic i think he was like using some sonic power and then he was like possessing the people on the boat and then the boat or the boat people were like becoming his like army i think that's like i think that's how like his army forms it's just the people that he like uh he gets from his uh his sonic mind control so yeah that that kind of starts off the movie Oh, and then another big plot point. So Namor, he he actually makes a surprise visit to Wakanda, and Shuri and the Queen are actually, um, like at this campsite, and they were talking. They're um, just chilling. They're vibing. Yeah, they're just chilling. They're vibing. You know, having a real heart to heart daughter mom moment. They're talking about T'Challa. Um, they were going to burn their funeral attire and sherry was like i cannot do this i I am still mourning and she was like you will finally mourn like your mourning will finish until until you uh burn the 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 funeral attire she was like nah i can't do that and then out of a sudden the more comes out of (laughs) like underwater he was like uh i am here to tell you that i have been intruded by the u.s government you must give me the girl that is responsible for this (laughs) You it's must, it's a pretty you must blow, you must blow the shell and tell me when you have her wow namor is a little a little kinky <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i i think that was a good introduction i think it was a great way to tie everybody together yeah mm-hmm. right because you know here's this this whole society living underwater who doesn't want anything to do with the surface world but because of Wakanda and because of this technology from Riri Williams, now all of a sudden they're being thrust into it, so they have to do something. So exactly. from Namor's perspective, I mean, honestly, he's in the right for his people. He is. He is. Um, he's in the right. It's, yeah. it's kind of like it's the, Black Panther is really good at having good villains because Killmonger was the same way. You know, mm-hmm. it's just the fact that how they do things is what you have to disagree with. 
but they're like you know and even thanos too to an extent and everyone's like is he wrong you know (laughs) there's lots of people but well um, i mean thanos wanted to kill every or half the population but what was his reasoning behind that i mean i think (laughs) there's an argument to be had you know his reasoning was he wanted to be the strongest human being or a human person or just person in the universe well, well, but also I think he knew I look, I, if I had the opportunity to get rid of half the people, would I? Probably. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you? I don't know. I would I would pick and choose who I don't want to go though. Mm. But see, you can't pick and choose when you snap like Thanos. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, it would have just been so funny if he snapped himself. Because <laughs> really, like he had a 50-50 shot. I wouldn't that is not good odds for him. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, I don't know. That's true. That's true. Wow, we just debunked Marvel. Anyways, 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 going back, going back. And so that those are like the three initial plot points. And so that leads to the next kind of like major scene where they finally find Shuri. Um, they're like this. Uh, Namor was like, this is a, a a stellar scientist. You must find her. And then Shuri. Cherry and Okoye actually visit MIT and they're like, wait a minute. She's a girl. She's like a teenager. She's only like 19 years old in college. And she's like, we cannot bring a girl to Namor. She's going to die. <laughs> and so they can, well, they don't kidnap her. They, they're like, all right, Sherry, we're going to play cool. You come with us or we will knock you out and then you'll come with us. Uh, it, was, it was a pretty humorous scene. When they find out who Shuri is, and um, they grab Shuri, and they they actually go to Shuri's like little hideout, um, where she has like been pretty much, uh, like been developing all these like technologies, um, her new suit, her uh, what is it called, Ironheart? Ironheart, yes, the new it's Disney a, Plus show. That's, a, that's an interesting name. Iron Man is so cool. Ironheart, it's gonna it has to grow on me. <laughs> it, it fits a teenage girl. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does I mean, does. I think it fits her personality pretty well. Yeah. Um. So that kind of leads to the next scene because now the U.S. government knows that they need to find Shuri because of the uh, like all the events that's happening, and so they actually make a an attempt to escape the U.S. government agents that were tracking them, and so this is the next action scene. It's it's a little car chase scene. Um. Pretty classic, you know, nothing crazy. Ironheart, she blasts off on her own. Uh, Sherry gets a dirt bike. <laughs> and yep. Okoye gets, um, what is it? Was it a Mustang? What what type of car was it? It looked like an old Challenger, but I'm not exactly sure. It was basically a muscle car, like a 70s yeah. muscle car. Yeah, orange muscle car. Um, It looked like a Fast and Furious car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember much from the chase scene besides... um. Ironheart like shooting down this uh this drone that was tracking down Shuri, and that was like yep the only well thing I, I remember <laughs> yeah I had one other thing that happened so while uh-huh. Okoye is driving there's a cop that's chasing her right in the car uh-huh. and she decides to stab her spear through the car floor oh yeah 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 uh-huh. and then it stabs the car behind like the car comes up behind her but like it somehow like trips on the spear <laughs> and yeah. it gets like tumbled over I thought that was pretty cool. 
I mean, I don't know the logistics of that or the physics of that. And it's probably debunkable, but I mean, it looked <laughs> cool on screen. I was like, oh, that's pretty, that's actually uh, pretty genius. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so so that part reminded me of the first Black Panther movie. Remember when they're in, I think it's Japan or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was similar vibes. It was at night chase scene. So mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. The real part is when I think that, so basically they crash on a bridge right, um, right. and then, you know, Ironheart's unconscious. And I, I believe uh, uh, Shuri is also cocked out too. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're both conked. They're both conch shelled out. <laughs> and speaking of conch shell, guess who rolls up these uh, blue people? Pelicans. They roll up on their their orcas, and <laughs> and uh, they roll up. There's like I think there I think there's five of them. So you got Namura and then the other guy, Tubby guy, a, t- a Tubby, a, a Tuma, Ludacris. <laughs> we'll call him Ludacris because I don't remember. And then the three like you know henchmen, the henchmen. Yeah, so they're all blue people, and this is a really good scene because the cops show up right, and then it distracts some of them. And when Okoye fights the main guy, right, Ludacris. There's no music. There's really no music, and I think that was a really solid choice because you hear like every spear hit, you know, every slash and stuff like that. So I think that was really cool. And we figure out that they have these like water receptacles on their face. So um, yeah, really solid action scene. This one definitely stuck out to me. Okay, alrighty. We will continue after this quick break, <laughs> as if we have a break. <laughs> Okay, so we're turning back from our break. Um, so yeah, after the Okoye fight, um, Okoye actually gets like knocked out by I'm pretty sure like water grenades, um, and then Shuri and Riri actually get kidnapped, and so Okoye is now stripped from her from her general duties, and now she's a free agent. Uh, <laughs> and Riri and Shuri are now <laughs> in Talukan. Um, they, um, they're there because Namor is showing Shuri about like the whole city, um, like what he's built. Um, pretty much is giving a whole like he gives her her whole life story, and then like pretty much the reasoning of like, this is why we cannot let the U.S. government infiltrate us because of my civilization. He just says like like you said he doesn't like the outside world, and therefore. They need to team up and, you know, have each other's back when the outside world does, like, interfere with them. So, yeah, she learns pretty much all about it, all the ins and outs. And she's like, wait. She's like, I can't team up with you. You're a monster. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And then, but Sherry does get a special bracelet from the more. Um, it's like this blue, like this blue pennant bracelet that has the other like bluish vibranium um that does come in handy later in the movie that helps her become black panther um so after that um who who was the spy again i forget her name uh the spy oh nakia nakia so she was actually summoned by the queen the queen was like you have to find her track her with her um earrings um and so the earrings are like the or just their jewelry they have like these beaded jewelry um bracelets and then shuri actually has them on her ears as well and so she was like oh yeah you can track her on her earrings and so she actually does find 
um Talokan somehow somehow she finds like okay so she does get the somewhat general location but then she somehow like she figures out you have to go through like the warp zoomy funnel thing and then she does find them <laughs> yeah there was a lot of like skips scenes for that like i feel like that would have taken a long time yeah yeah exactly i'm like what she just kind of shows up she's like hey guys <laughs> yeah yeah and you know it was just perfect timing because when shuri shuri comes back and tells riri about the whole plan she's like we have to go and then somehow nakia is there at the right moment so they can escape <laughs> very convenient yeah because i think during this oh yeah this is the scene when the more actually talks to the queen um on land and that's where they make their escape so yeah so sherry is now you know she's back to wakanda um i think this starts oh yes yes this starts the next action scene so namor namor is pretty fed up that you know they both have left um namor has you know he has you know pretty evil intentions to get back at wakanda so he actually Mm -hmm. floods wakanda um Wakanda is pretty much infiltrated by like a big surprise attack um, that like forces pretty much the civilization to you know move out and to go to Mbaku's um, like snowy civilization so the whole city is flooded you know we have some action scenes nothing too intense you know there's you got the Wakanda like airplanes flying around shooting people. You got some, you know, just general like attacks here and there. Nothing crazy. But the only I would say the only significant part of this flooding of the city was when the queen actually dies. So she actually was with Riri like over. The queen was overlooking the whole city being flooded. <laughs> and she wasn't doing anything. She was just watching. <laughs> Yep, she was just uh, up in her high tower. Yep, and Riri, I guess, out of all people, Riri's the one to su- to protect the queen without any weapons. <laughs> yeah, like, at the end of the day, she's still an MIT student. You know? Exactly. She's not, like, exactly. a warrior or anything. Like, what? where were all the bodyguards? Like, all the bod... I mean, I, I, I... Okay, so all the bodyguards were out there fighting, but you can't just leave the queen by herself. You gotta leave at least one. I, I know, I was like, why is it just Riri here? <laughs> You can't you can't defeat Namor with your like smart intellect. Yeah. You gotta have a weapon. Um yeah, so Namor, he uh I, there's like some exchange with the queen and then he throws water grenades into her building and she the building hole just pretty much all collapses. Um so now Riri and the Queen are drowning. They yeah, they do get back to surface. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, level, right or yeah, some so of, they get back to the surface, but only one of them survives. Yeah, so Riri survives, but the queen passes away. So that that's rough. And it was it. The, this was a very good moment because all the the warriors were holding back Shuri because Shuri was just like in pain seeing her mom pass away because um, they were doing CPR, but she wasn't able to come back to life, and it's very sad. Very, very emotional time. Um, and the, the whole city was in pain, and then she was in pain. So, 
I know. That one hit yeah. the heart. That one hit the heart. <laughs> it, it'd be hitting different again. Yeah. I mean, I didn't expect them to go there because, you know, they had already lost T'Challa mm-hmm. and now they lost their queen. I mean, that's right. intense. So, and that's why I was saying in the beginning of the, of this, of this episode where Shuri was kind of the, the main protagonist in this, because she's got so much loss now she's got basically her whole family's gone. And so now she's just um, on her own and she's got to figure this out herself like how to deal with it and stuff so um i think that is what ultimately i mean this this is a big shift in the movie um so yeah and uh, so they bury queen rwanda and then you know we have a lot more just like morning scenes and things like that she goes mm-hmm. to the ancestral plane sure he does because she realizes look we need <laughs> to step it up Mm-hmm. You know, Namor's coming back in like a week or so, and we really need to step up our game here. So, um, you know, she figures out there's something with the DNA. She just moves around a bunch of bubbles. Oh, yeah. And they're red for the most part until they could turn green. I'm not sure, really sure what that was about. I'm not sure <laughs> what that was about. Um, yeah. uh, and then also in the background, Riri is using Wakandan technology to create her own suit. Yeah. Um, so kind of selfish there. But <laughs> what are they gonna give her? Nothing. Like, okay, here's some spare parts of metal. Just go have fun with it. Yeah, like, hey, my car broke down. Why don't you fix that? You know, put her to work. <laughs> go give her her own suit. I mean, come on. Yeah. But anyway, so so now we it's a real shifting point in the movie because Shuri realizes, hey, I need to do all I can to protect Wakanda. So this is what leads her to actually she somehow with the DNA thing, she somehow gets this potion back that makes you the Black Panther. And so, you know, there was a lot of speculation going into this movie about who it would be. I had no doubt in my mind it was going to be her. I mean, she was the only logical choice. I feel Exactly. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. And and they did it so perfectly, though, because it's the perfect motivation, because at the beginning, she, you know, was not ready to do it. She said. You know, I I don't want to make a suit because Black Panther's dead with my brother. But now she's realized she has to do it, and so mm-hmm. she goes to the ancestral plane. And this is where you would think she would see her recently dead mom, right? right. No, but this camera slowly pans around the throne, and we see Killmonger is back. Um, mm-hmm. This was great because he he operated the throne out of vengeance, right? He wanted to take back what's his and to, you know, he was very vengeful uh, versus how T'Challa used to reign. But and I think that Shuri was going down the same path because Namor Namor killed her mom. Right. And so she was going Mm -hmm. to do the same thing that he did to her mom. So I I think it was good seeing him because she realized, you know what, I don't want to be like him, you know, and Mm -hmm. at first she was upset that she saw him because she thought she'd see her mom, obviously, but it's, it was a strange, she thought it was strange, but in the end it was actually a good thing to do. So what a great, I mean, he stole the the show really towards the end. I mean, Killmonger, Michael B. Yeah. Jordan, uh, Creed himself is just uh, a powerhouse. I mean, it was great. It was great seeing him back. I'm, that was a good cameo. Um, I didn't think that he was going to come back, but that was me neither. I didn't, I, that was yeah. a really good scene. He came back. And it wasn't spoiled for me for once. I mean, I actually went in blind. I didn't know it was going to happen. And I was like, I didn't oh, either. there he yeah. is. I was like, holy. <laughs> yeah, they actually scored him. So uh, really impressive there. But uh, yeah, so after that, it turns out that, yes, yeah, Shuri is going to be the new Black Panther. She has her suit ready. Badass suit, man. That's a cool looking suit. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what you thought of the soup, but it had like uh like lots more gold and it was very elaborate and it was really cool. Yeah, it, it kind of looked like the Killmonger suit, where it's black and black and gold, where T'Challa's was like black and purple. Or no, black and silver. Um and so That's Sherry, right. Sherry's was like black and gold, like Killmonger, which is pretty cool. I liked it. It was very badass. Yeah, for sure. And so for sure. And then for so the next point, basically, we're gearing up for the final battle. Um, now, I'm not sure why. And I asked Sound yes, Editor, uh, she had a pretty good argument. Oh, but what, what was her what was her notes on this? So, yeah. well, I, I'm, I'll explain it. So the final battle, right? Shuri decides, hey, let's get on a boat. And let's <laughs> go in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> now, if your enemy lives in water <laughs> exactly. and survives in water, why would you not lure them to some type of like Sahara Desert? Exactly. and Or do it even in Wakanda. You've got home field advantage. True. I mean, they've got their second half team. They could do it. Their second half team like me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But uh sound editor was like, well, you know, they wouldn't uh they wouldn't really fight on on land. They wouldn't go out there. They wouldn't make the trek out there. But then I remembered how Namor, the big baddie, said, I'll be back in a week. So he was planning on going back to Wakanda anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know why they put the final battle on a big boat in the middle of the ocean. Well, because they originally had, uh, they had the Shuri weapon. That's how they lured him to find their whole plot. But yeah, where they were stationed in the ocean. I- I'm glad you called that out because I didn't. I that, that flew my head, and so <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like out of all places, why are they still in the ocean? <laughs> I know. Like, hey, let's go where they can get us the most. You know. Uh, but anyway, so this is where the final battle is is placed in the Atlantic Ocean. Um, this is a great scene. I mean, it's it's different. It's very different because we have the introduction of Ironheart and the her final armor. Um, the armor looks like booty. Can I just say that? I thought it was going to be. It was too chunky. It was too clunky. Yeah, it's not aerodynamic at all. I'm like, wait, you had the nanotech, like Shuri's. Uh, what was it? Her suit was pretty nanotechy, but then Ironheart's was just so clunky. <laughs> but I know. then again, it's one of her first suits. She'll eventually adapt the nanotech technology. I hope so. <laughs> I know. Me too. <laughs> it looked straight out of like Powerpuff Girls or something like a cartoon. <laughs> I mean, it was it was kind of bad. Um, yeah, but then you also get the introduction of another suit. Yeah. Uh, Sherry's been working on this ugly Power Rangers looking <laughs> predator looking suit called Midnight Angel right. for Okoye to wear and a few right. others. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not sure why that is like there was no real edge to it, was there? Like they didn't. Um, the only edge was like you can have super, like increased strength abilities and then the only other additional ability was like you could swim underwater with it. Like you could use that to your advantage. Yeah. Okay. That, that oh, was wait, the they only could swim thing. Underwater. I, yeah, they couldn't without it. Okay, or I so mean, why not just yeah, you could develop like some other technology, but um, I guess for, for that type of power and the capabilities of that suit was so enhanced that she had to make that type of suit. 
for Okoye or whoever was going to use it next. Anyway, well, it still looks rough. <laughs> it did look pretty rough. It was kind of funny when Okoye was like, this looks so bad. I know they actually call it out in the movie, which I do appreciate. I know. I didn't but like it. They either. still went with it, which is odd, but <laughs> it didn't pass the vibe check. <laughs> no, it did not. Uh, but anyway, yes. Yeah, so we have this final battle, basically all and you know, Umbaku's there too, and he's on the the top of this boat. And basically what's happening is there's a sonic charge under the boat. So it's like kind of uh, wounding all of the the uh, telecons, but uh, eventually that does get destroyed. So now we have a big old battle on our hands here because the 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 fish people are climbing up the boat and it's a really tall boat. You know, it's not very discreet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now they're all at the top of the boat and they're fighting the, the Wakandans on top. Um, then you also have Ironheart in the air ch- trying to wound uh, Namor and stuff like that. And uh, she actually eventually does wound him because I forget exactly how it happened, but she shoots him with some type of beam. And then um, I believe Shuri comes by with a ship mm-hmm. who is now Black yeah. Panther, by the way. And we yeah. see we before that, we get to see a lot of cool uh, fish people versus Black Panther fight. Um, you know, I, oh, yeah. I thought that was really good. It was a good introduction because the camera angle on the side of the ship made it look level. And then she's like scratching into the surface <clears throat> of the ship and mm-hmm. slashing people. Really emphasis on the claws this time. Um, yeah, yeah. I, which I liked. I dug it. I mean, I it was like, you know, when she was like, <laughs> I I would have gone like that if someone scratched me like that. Actually, yeah. I probably would have died. But it was uh, it was very it was very cool how they used that suit and and I think it was a good introduction for her, her character. I honestly wish they did a little more with her in the Black Panther suit. Um, I think so. Yeah, I think her time in the Black Panther suit was very. It wasn't shown enough, which is sad, but. There's right, a lot of other which again, you know, that's why this movie, it. yeah, yeah, it's emphasis on the plot more than the the action. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, so so then eventually Shuri gets uh, Namor on this boat or this like airship that mm-hmm. apparently it's like a heater, so it like yeah, it was like a sauna. it was like a sauna, it was like a sauna for Namor. <laughs> he was sweating his balls off in there. Yeah, um, yeah, and so eventually, uh, you know, he he disrupts it. And the ship kind of blows up, but over the land portion of the, right. so I guess they eventually went to an island somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so they could have done the battle there. I mean, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they, they go to this island and now it's just Namor and Black Panther. And this is a really good fight. I mean, this was very reminiscent of the Killmonger and Black Panther fight from the first one. And so, you know, lots of it's heavily charged and you've got lots of scratches like uh, BP gets some good scratches on Namor uh, mm-hmm. in the face and the back and stuff. So um, really just good action. And they're very even handed, too, because Namor also has super strength. So punching right. her against like a rock crevice and things like that. And, you know, yeah. eventually on the ship side of things, you know, the ship is kind of being overwhelmed and, you know, you're not really sure who wins. Well, uh namor actually has his spear thing i think it's a spear and he stabs bp through the chest through the stomach and she's like put up against a rock it reminded me of rick from the walking dead remember that where he got stabbed with the rebar Mm -hmm. yeah so it reminded me of that and so she's like (gasps) and then she has flashbacks of her mom saying like you know we can't we have to you can't back down we got to fight you know stuff like that Mm -hmm. and she also flashes back to killmonger what she was talking about with him too and that motivates her to chop the spear and, you know, try to go after Namor, who is going after water. 
because he's kind of parched at this point. He needs a glass he's of water. He's very thirsty. He's he, very thirsty. He he's a thirst trap. Hydrate. He needs a hydrate. He needs some body armor light. <laughs> Sponsor. He needs to hydrate. Exactly. He does. He does. He, he does. Electrolytes back into his system. That's what he was going for. He wasn't going for the actual ocean. He just had left a bottle on the beach. That's what he's, he's like, going for. Do I want blueberry? Do I want mango or strawberry? <laughs> on the ship that crash landed, there's like a refrigerator full of them. Exactly. That'd be good product placement. Um, but yeah, so so basically, you know, he's crawling towards the shore and, you know, uh, Shuri is trying to get herself free of the spear from the rock. And also the ship has crash landed, too. So it's going to land there. And he's, you know, going past the ship and uh, BP gets off of the, the spear and starts walking towards her. So or excuse me, walking towards him and uh, she jumps over him and she presses some button mm-hmm. that makes the thrust of the starship that they were flying go off. So there's a bunch of fire and you don't, if you're a fish man, you really don't want to be involved in a fire. (laughs) It's very hot. And so it like sears the back of him, and he, he falls to the ground and it's a very, it's an interesting scene. It reminded me of the first Spider-Man with green goblins glider. Actually, Mm. I don't know why this came up, but it was just like using the ship or using some type of other machine to, uh, destroy the bad guy so um really cool and then you know she's she has a spear to his neck right and this is a an inflection point too in the movie because this is really where her character comes in because now her mom's talking to her again and she's yep. like you know you got to show your true character and i think this is one of the best scenes in the whole movie because um you know shuri starts thinking about her own life and how it reflects to namor and she realizes we're the exact same person, you know, because she's trying to protect their own kingdom, right? Their moms are dead, right? And she sees like colonizers and same as Namor, you know? So mm-hmm. I really, and, and this was such a good, and they did parallel scenes too. So it like showed Namor's scene, then Shuri's back flashback scene. So I thought it was really good how they handled this. And, you know, she tells Namor, she's like, look, I'll bring you back in the water. And Wakanda will protect you, but you got to protect us. And we got to be on the same page here. And, but I'll let you live in exchange. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I yield. Cause he's parched. Remember that scene <laughs> in the SpongeBob movie where Patrick and SpongeBob are on that, that board. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, they're drying up. <laughs> but that, that's what he was like. <laughs> but yeah, so he yields and he surrenders and Shuri spares his life. And then, you know, we kind of get a, a happy ending there. And I thought that was the best way to handle it. If she had killed him, it would be so... I mean, it would have been satisfying, but only for a little bit. Because, I mean, yeah. he's such a good character that I think it's worth keeping him around to. Uh, what did you think of that whole final stretch? I didn't think it was going to end in a truce. I thought one of them was going to make it out alive. I, I you know, obviously Sherry's going to, you know, destroy Namor somehow. But, I mean she you know she she has a kind heart <laughs> she has an iron heart she has an iron heart yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> <laughs> she has an iron heart and so you know but i i think it, it, it does show her characters you know she she went through the grief of her brother um and, and her mom and so that's why she had killmonger show up but then eventually she had her mom show up in her 
you know, in her mind. And so she turned the tables and then, you know, spared the guy. So, but I mean, yeah, like you said, I think they both are very similar people. And so therefore they have to make um, some sort of alliance. And so, yeah, I, I think him yielding at first, but it's still, in my opinion, I, I don't know much about the comics and how the more um is in the comics and so i don't know if he stays as like a good person or if he becomes still a villain uh but we'll just have to see in the future movies but yeah i i liked it i didn't think it was gonna come but the way how they executed it was was pretty good it was it was really good it was perfect um yeah so that's basically the entire movie so we can go ahead and move on to our favorite part Uh, i know alex's uh but i also have a favorite part too but well alex why don't you start us off with your favorite part Mine is the whole movie. <laughs> There's no specific part. I really liked, like, for this movie, I liked all the emotion and the plot more than the action. The Which action, is rare. I know. This is a rare. This is a rare one because I always say, where's the action? You know, this is why we had this podcast. Where's the action? But this this movie just hit different. Like you said, it was so, it's such a good emotional connection with all the characters and how they you know went above and beyond with Namor and Shuri how they're both similar characters and how their upbringing shaped who they were um you know it it's totally different from like the other Marvel movies that have had their like second movie and so yeah this was this was a crazy movie best Marvel movie ever (laughs) you mean it this time Mason and I always say that we always say best Marvel movie ever for every single Mar- Marvel uh new Product. show or movie. But that's only if we really like it. We we didn't say it for She-Hulk or Miss Marvel. We didn't say that for all, <laughs> for any of that. <laughs> you can check out those reviews in previous episodes. <laughs> yeah. And so but for this one, yeah. This one, yeah. The whole movie was just so good. Like you didn't need a lot of CGI cuz I just really I actually like didn't mind not having a lot of CGI because all the combat was like all like you know old fashioned combat or just like in their society and how they like fight each other. They actually use like spears and like weapons. Well, I, I guess vibranium is pretty OP, but they like kind of mod it so into their own weapons, which is pretty cool. It's pretty creative. So yeah, right. Overall, I agree. Yeah. The whole movie, I just like the, all the characters are so good. So, I really like this cast. If the cast, like, even though they had a bunch of characters, um, the cast was just like perfect for me. So, yeah. The wow. whole movie, I, I, I didn't have a favorite part. So, but yeah, what about you? What was your favorite part? Yeah, I mean, I gotta agree with you. I think if I had to pinpoint to one part, it would be the end, like I just mentioned, where Namor kind of yields because mm. you know the movie has so much good so you know how you like set a uh you, you know how you like appetizers like applebee's or something uh-huh. the whole movie was like appetizers right <laughs> until right. that one scene and then they hand you the 16 ounce sirloin oh. that is what you get with the scene where namor yields to shuri i mean that you you can't get better than that i mean I think because all of the emotions just come at once and all of the flashbacks and the different things, I mean, they, it, it all adds up to something. And it's such a satisfying ending uh, to the whole conflict, too, that I just think is unparalleled. I mean, you really can't. I, I appreciate that more 
than if she had just killed him. You know, I, I don't think that would be, have been the right move. And even with the fact that there is a truce, I mean, it's kind of like the which one was it? Rocky, the original Rocky or Rocky two where nobody won and it was a tie. Uh, yeah. Where he was facing Apollo. I can't remember which one. Was that the second uh, one? Maybe. Well, no, I thought yeah, he beat or maybe the first one Apollo beat him. Yeah, and the second one he won, and then he. Oh, well, I can't remember. I can't. Remember. Maybe he didn't tie. I don't <laughs> no, know. No, no. Okay, so maybe no, there wasn't a tie. There was always a one winner. Okay, so maybe this is not like Rocky. <laughs> no, 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 no. But anyway, anyway, you guys know what I'm saying. I think that was the best scene. It was such a culmination of the movie. So that is my favorite part. Mm, but nice, nice. you also oh. came here for your not so favorite parts. That's so pass the vibe check. Yes. I don't really have much. I mean, you kind of touched about it. The, the I said the water samurai costume. Yeah, it wasn't super appealing. Um, you mean the Midnight I, Angel costume? like the? Yeah, yeah. Midnight Angel, water samurai. <laughs> Midnight Angel sounds like a strain of weed. Midnight Angel. That has to grow on to me. But there's supposed to be a uh, Okoye um, spinoff. Are you serious? Disney Plus show. Yeah. Is that real? <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. Because I know Ironheart's getting one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, show. Yep, she's getting her own Disney Plus series. That I will watch. Yeah, that one's going to be the best Marvel movie ever. <laughs> I mean, again, not a high bar, but I feel like she. I mean, she's <laughs> just such a good character. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, the the costume or the suit. Yeah, it. Yeah, I think it needs improvement. I'm pretty sure it will be improved in the in the future movies and shows. Um, another thing, it, it kind of reminded me of the scene where Namor is in the ship with Shuri, but did they not think that Namor could also destroy the ship? <laughs> like when he was getting evaporated, like just a slight bit because they're like, because um. He likes he used his spear to stab the ship, and that's why it went like haywire and, and like exploded onto the island. And so, did they not just think of like a slight chance that Namor could just easily just like punch the wall and the the whole ship could just go like haywire? Did they not think that? <laughs> yeah, I don't really think they did. <laughs> I would have flown him. I would have put him. Well, I guess they did the right thing. I would have flown him upwards though. And then, like, True. throw him in the sun or something. Yeah. You just have an autopilot to the sun. They could have done that. Just yeah. him. I don't know. But it's uh. just thinking oddball. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, that doesn't make sense. You're right. Or they could have, like, autopilot into a volcano or, like, a desert. But Right. It don't know. have to be the sun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, or ha- And have at least more people in there with him. Yeah. It was just like, sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, what's the AI going to do? <laughs> You know, you had Trevor Noah in there. Yeah. What's he going to do? Throw jokes? Yeah. Welcome but, to death. Yeah. But... I, I didn't have any other things that didn't pass by check. Um, I think Riri. Oh, Riri's suit. Yeah. Too clunky for me. Right. It was McClunky, you know, with uh, that and the Midnight Angel suits definitely could be improved upon. But they probably There's... will. Hopefully they do. They will. They will. They but, will. But anyway. Yeah. So those are all good points. My main ones I've already talked about. Uh, the fact that they're fighting in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean in the final battle. Uh, and also, you know, they summon these killer whales a lot. <laughs> I don't know why. You know, I would have gotten like sharks. 
you know, if yeah, you had, true. that would be the ultimate thing. If you had just sharks waiting on standby, oh, like yeah, I would yeah, just yeah. start throwing people in the water waiting for the sharks. <laughs> to come. You know, that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. And plus it would be a lot more menacing, but I don't know if the budget was there or not, but um, yeah. So that was one thing that I didn't really like about the movie was the killer whales. But another thing is, you know, they've got this whole society underwater, right? The Talokans. Why are they all wearing like fabric? Like it's gotta be <laughs> heavy stuff. Like, have you ever tried swimming in clothes before? Yeah, it's pretty heavy. Yeah. Like I'd pull a little but mermaid like, and just have like conch like shells. Half they're like half naked in fabric. Oh well, I guess they, yeah, it's not a rated R movie. You can't have them. Uh... Right, right. Like our boy Atuma, he only wore like the bottom half. <laughs> well, he needs it. <laughs> but yeah and plus like that hammer he had like hammerhead bones on his head like doesn't that weigh you down too like okay true 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 that's i it. don't know just some of their fashion choices and the feathers <laughs> don't they get wet oh yeah the feathers the other chicks wearing feathers i'm like Ooh. why don't you just wear a fur coat under there <laughs> i don't know didn't make sense didn't make sense for me that's why I like because i watched the avatar trailer before that mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, they're very minimalist with their clothes. They know what they're doing. They're very uh, ergonomic. (laughs) But yeah, it didn't pass the vibe check for me. Mm. But, you know, very small nitpick. I think it can be glossed over because, Mm. you know, you do. it it is a lost city of Atlantis. So you got to kind of suspend your disbelief there. Um, So now that we've gotten past or does not pass the vibe check section, uh, Alex, we have a rating system here. What do you think of the rating system? Conch cells is pretty good. I liked it. I liked it. Okay. I mean, we could have done like vibrating <clears throat> bracelets or, you no, know, no, no, no. Conch shells is funny. It's funny. <laughs> okay. We'll do conch shells. Okay. So the rating system, I'll, I'll start us off. I am the head over heels for this movie. Uh, You're moonstruck. This, this is, I am moonstruck and marstruck on this movie. They really ended phase four on the, I, they were, you know, they had a very bad, bad track the past three or four things this year and so <laughs> they finally redeemed themselves on uh, a masterpiece of a movie and so i'm gonna rate it infinity out of five so infinity this, war out of five conch shells yeah infinity war out of five um conch shells i think the only way to keep getting to get a better score than this would have to be probably like the next avengers movie or something like that um yeah, I, I just really like the emotion in this one. It was it it definitely it really played a good part in the whole movie with how they, you know, took care of addressing Chadwick and then how they move forward with it and what they're gonna set up for the next couple of movies. So yeah, I pretty much talked what what I liked about this movie. So Infinity yeah. out of five. Wow. Very high. Yeah. This I mean, that's gotta be our highest rating. <laughs> I gotta be honest, you can't really get better than Infinity War. You, you cannot. So uh wow, okay, great rating. I am a little bit lower. Um, so as going into this, I didn't have much expectations. I was kind of more curious than anything because I didn't know how they were gonna pull it off. They uh-huh. did it the best way they could have done it. I gotta they be did. honest. Best way they could have done it. Um, and I at the I was on the fence about Namor at first, but the first time he raided Wakanda and he was like just flying with his little Air Jordans, I guess you could call them. <laughs> little wings, little wings yeah. on his uh his ankles there. But yeah, I mean, it, it, he was a great villain if you want to call him that. But he also had a good arc to him. Um, and it it took its time. This movie really took its time, and it didn't have that 
classic Marvel humor that we all know and love. Nobody said, he's right behind me, isn't he? You know, nobody said that. Nobody did like cringe lines. I didn't cringe at all, actually, mm -hmm. which is not, I can't say that for a lot of other Marvel projects recently. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, this one was definitely a banger. I'm going to have to rate it a 4.9 out of five conch shells. <laughs> Um, 4.9 4.9 I think you know some parts of it took me out like it, you know did Ross really need to be there the, oh the yeah we guy? didn't even talk about him See, exactly that's so, that's so minimal like he has a he's in the movie but we don't even talk about him in this podcast because it's like you really don't need him <laughs> he all you need to know is he got arrested and then yep got busted out so yeah, no, no. I mean, they could have taken that out, and it was still yeah. would have been fine. Cut the runtime, the runtime down a little bit. So, yeah, you know, it was a really good movie, though. Solid. They really went up. They out went out with a bang on Phase Four. So, four point nine out of five conch shells. Cool. All right, we'll take a quick break and finally talk about the fun fact. Final part of this podcast. Uh oh, this might be a debate. <laughs> Alrighty, so we are now moving on to our fun fact. I actually made the fun fact this time, not Mason. For, first uh, time ever. <laughs> there's 41 always, episodes in. There, <laughs> there's a first for everything. So fun fact for today, um, because this was a Marvel Phase 4 movie, I said let's rate the Phase 4 Marvel movies. And so... This is our roster. We got Black Panther, Shang-Chi, The Eternals, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, Thor Love and Thunder, and Black Widow. So there's What's that a, last one? I don't remember that one. <laughs> there's a nice roster of seven movies. Should we do one by one, like going off our first one, or should we just do our whole list? I think we should go. I think we should flip-flop. So we'll start from the last and then work our way forward. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. <laughs> All right. So I'll go first. So okay. dead last on my list is a little thing I like to call Black Widow. <laughs> um, yeah. Not so much I can say about it. I don't remember any plot. Villain, unmemorable. Black Widow's <laughs> dead. I remember a Russian hopper. Yeah. Yeah. Russian yeah. hopper. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Dang. What about Alrighty. you? I have to also go Black Widow. <laughs> I think this is the only one we actually both agree on. Black Widow, what was it? Her sister, Elena, is that her name? And then you got Russian Hopper. Yep. Um, yeah. The Oh, yeah. The villain was, was not villainous. <laughs> don't ask me their name. I don't remember. I don't either. There's but, a reason it's last on our list. Exactly. So, yeah. Black Widow, number seven. <laughs> All right. Well, number six on our list or my list at least is Thor love and thunder. Uh, very, very underwhelming movie. They did my boy gore. They did him dirty. <laughs> gore. Uh, they did him dirty. I don't really know what was happening. Lady Thor. Oh no, no, no. Mighty Thor. Excuse me. Mighty Sorry. Thor. Mighty Thor was okay. I don't know. I just didn't know what was going on. I mean, and that's usually me with Marvel movies. I really don't know what's going on and I miss a lot, but it's just like, you take it out of the MCU. What is it? I mean, it, it, and it wasn't funny. You know, it was trying to be funny. It wasn't. The goats was funny. The goats. Yeah. That's all I got to say. It's not the goat, but it's not the goat. It just had goats in it. Yeah. I can't remember if I texted you if Thor was the, uh, the best Marvel movie ever. 
after I watched it. I might have. I I just don't remember. Maybe I, I think you did, but then we all thought about it and we were like, it's pretty yeah, mid. Yeah, maybe it's not. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, my number six is also Thor. <laughs> Very it was a letdown for me. You know, I had high expectations. The the trailer made it look really good for some reason, but the movie just did not it didn't it didn't it didn't play cards right. So yeah. Yep, it'd be hitting different but not in the right way. Yep. All right, moving on to number five. What'd you got? Yeah, so number five, uh, this is where we start to deviate a little bit. We got a deviated septum. So um, my number five is actually Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, wow. I, you know, it's this one's a hard one. I had to go back and forth on this one because <laughs> on the one hand, it was really, it had really good action in it. I mean, I, I very much enjoyed it on that aspect, but I don't know. Something just didn't click. And, you know, at the end of the day, when they, you know, Wanda is now dead, you know, and there's like zombie strange. It got a little too strange. Really? Uh, I I don't know. It just it didn't hit like the other movies on my list did. And I'll explain about that. It was solid, but it wasn't like rock solid like the other ones. Mm. And this is definitely a hot take because I know what I'm about to say later is going to come back to bite me. Dang. OK, OK. All righty. So my number five. The Eternals, you know, fresh batch of superheroes didn't really have uh, any expectations. You know, it. I think that when the trailer came out, it was something brand new, fresh, and I couldn't remember if they really emphasize of like their timeline. But when we did watch the movie, like where they were in the timeline of things and how it all played out, I I have high hopes for the next Eternals movie and what they're involved in i think it's going to be super cool um but yeah eternal solid five you know nothing too crazy that made it bad or nothing too crazy that made it good so yeah Eternals at five is pretty good for me that is good for you and you know i that segues perfectly into my number four which is eternals (laughs) um here's the thing and people are going to flame me for this i know they're going to gaslight me they're going to do everything they can to take me down I really like this movie. I saw it three I times in theaters. You saw uh, three times? I think it was three times. Oh my gosh. Not on wow. purpose. <laughs> uh, Wait, but how did you watch it three times? I'll tell you when you're older. Okay. Uh, but here's the thing with this one. It had a lot to do. It was a lot of table setting, and they just had to hash brown things out. They did. You know what I mean? Did. Marvel, like they were like, okay, let's throw this out there, see what happens. It's weird. It's people we don't know about at all. Exactly. And I think it's great because it explores these human themes. Like why didn't they interfere during this time in history and things like that. And the mm-hmm. struggles with that. And it really gets to the Eternals and the fact that it was all a sham towards the end. I thought it was great. I mean, they took a swing and they missed with most people. But for me, I appreciate that they went something different. And plus the cinematography is great in this. Oh yeah. I don't so remember good. like just like the beach scenes and the volcano scenes. And I mean, everything was perfect, but I mean, that being said, it was still very long and it had a lot to do in a short little bit of time. I mean, it explained the existence of mankind. So, yeah, but it's, it's more philosophical than we're used to for Marvel. So that's why it mm-hmm. barely edges out Dr. Strange. Mm, that's a good take. I, I respect that. I respect Thank that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, pretty good. All right. So my number four, I put Doctor Strange. This is where we flip flops four and five. Um, 
I really like Doctor Strange. I think I when I told you about Doctor Strange, best Marvel movie ever. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I loved it. I think how it was so crazy. How they're jumping through multiverses and how that's gonna play out in the next whatever two three years. I think it set up a pretty good foundation. Like we finally got a a better informative way of like like the characters we have been seeing in phase four and how they will eventually transition to phase five. Um all the CGI was so like so crazy, but it was also so good. It 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 fit the Doctor Strange vibe. Like if you put yep. a lot of CGI into like Black Panther, it's not gonna work. But for Doctor Strange, it works perfectly. Um so yeah, Doctor Strange, pretty good. You just got a you just had a really good point about oh. having like so in the MCU they've got little tiny series like Black Panther, Captain America, Iron Man. Right. You did a good job of saying like they know what style to use mm-hmm. in the own series. Like this is such a Black Panther movie, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. You know right. what I mean? You can tell it's a Black Panther movie. You know, you can tell it's actually strange, you know. They they're all different in a way, which I like to appreciate I appreciate that. Now Thor, if you look at the first Thor, and you look at the new, <laughs> they don't really match. But they know, don't, anyway, they don't. <laughs> but yeah, that's a, that's a that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, so actually, you know, this is a good segue into my uh, number three spot. So now we're getting into the legendary movies here, and the ones that I would like to rewatch over and over again uh, is actually Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Wow. So with this one, it gave me a lot of feels, and you know, it was really it just be hitting different. But it didn't hit quite like the other two on my mm. list are. Um, I still love this one. And who knows, maybe my opinion will change later on. But right now, as it stands, I think Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Um, it, it, it's, it's felt that uh, Chadwick Boseman is, is not there, that T'Challa is not there. Uh, but obviously, you couldn't have that second movie with him in it. So I think they did the best job of what they were given. And it's really solid. I mean, this one people are going to be talking about for years. So. No, what's your no. what's your number three? All right, not my number three. You know, I think some people will agree or disagree. I think the last three on our list, so ranking one, two, and three, it could be it could be a toss between the three of them. But it's hard not. to pick. Yeah, it's hard. It really is hard to pick. So my number three is Spider Man No Way Home. Um, I think since I didn't have such a good connection with. The original Spider-Man and the Amazing Spider-Man, the the um Andrew Garfield one, that when the two characters came back, it just didn't it didn't hit me as much as like other people really liked the the whole concept of bringing them back. So I think that's like my reasoning why it's lower because I know that people were just raving about it. Um, it's a cool concept, not gonna lie. Bringing the other two Spider-Man characters back into this uh, Tom Holland universe, really cool, really cool. But yeah, I, I think you know Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, I think the first two movies that Spider-Man has is pretty good, and Spider-Man's role in the other uh, the Avengers movies as well were um, pretty good. So, but they're you know I know they're pretty minor, and so, um, but Spider-Man has like a bunch of movies coming. So from what like the recent contract that he signed, he's supposed to show up in like four more films or something like that. Four? So he still, really? yeah, yeah, he still has a long way. He ha- he has a fourth movie, and then he'll probably be in the Avengers movies. So wow, he's gonna be Boomer Man here shortly. Yeah, I know. He's gonna so, get old. 
he's uh he's getting to his uh prime age. <laughs> he's going to his golden hour. He's yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's my number three. Um, yeah, like I said, one, two, and three is a, it's a total toss up between the last three movies. Yep. Yeah. I mean, all good points. All good points. I gotta say. Um, so my number two is is not Spider Man No Way Home, but it's actually Shang Chi in the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, yeah. First of all, what a title! Shang-Chi. I mean, what wow. what a title! <laughs> and who who would have thought? Like bringing in this character, I don't know about you, but I had no idea who this was. Like yeah, this was no, like no Phase Four, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah I mean? exactly, exactly. Guardians of the Galaxy, nobody knew about, and yet now they're a household name. I think they did the same thing with Shang Chi in Phase Four. I think this is one of the best introductory movies to a character ever. He was not in any movie before. Nope. brand new people, brand new side of the Marvel universe. I think that was why this one I think is one of their best. Like mm-hmm. even besides phase four, I think this is top five in all of Marvel. I think um, just because it's got such good, I don't know. It just sets everything up so well. And the music is good. The choreography is good. It has like a Kung Fu style to it, which they really leaned into with their fighting techniques and things like that. The villain's good because it's his own father and, you know, he's got daddy issues like most of the MCU. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I really dig Shang-Chi. I think they did everything right on it. And it's just a solid movie in and of itself. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's one of the few that you can just take out from the pack and be like, OK, it's a solid action movie, you know, solid superhero movie. So it, it, it definitely retains that. And sure, some, you know, the end is kind of bloated with the big dragon and stuff. But I, I mean, it's just <laughs> so cool. I it mean, I, I would I mean, I would watch this the most out of all of them, probably, even though nice. I still have a number one. I wow. think I, I think I would still watch that the most. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. What about so you? My, What's your number two? My number two is also Shang-Chi. Wow. <laughs> uh, Shang-Chi. Yeah, I I really like, you know, Kung Fu type movies. And so seeing that in a Marvel movie was very eye opening. Um, Limu Bai, let's go. Limu Bai. <laughs> Crouching, what is it? Crouching Tiger, Hidden Crouching Dragon. Tiger, Hidden Dragon. <laughs> oh my gosh. What a throwback. <laughs> we should review that. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, yeah. The Kung Fu style, is it's it's different. It's You don't see that in a, a regular superhero. Um, you know, superheroes have like, uh, you know, super suits and stuff like that where shang chi you know his fighting is mostly his actual like martial arts but then he does get rings to enhance his martial arts so also the the whole concept of family family we you know you know fast and furious you know how they love family <laughs> it's that big f word shang chi also has family involved well it's, well the first one i don't know about the second one or the, whatever future projects are but the first one was really good. It had a little, it had a good family tie-in concept. So yeah, Chang Chi number two. All wow, right. your last one. Finally, for number one, the whole shebang. Uh, you guys heard Alex talk about it before, but uh, my number one is Spider-Man No Way Home. So you you mentioned this in your mini review of it, but you know I I really have a deep connection to the first Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire. And so, you know, those the trilogy of, of movies. And so the fact that they brought him back and you said that Doctor Strange was really the first one to dabble in the multiverse. But this was actually the one that was the first to dabble in the multiverse. 
And so that's a crazy concept to throw into the MCU. And what a better way to do it than bringing in people that were outside of the MCU before. Now they're a part of it. You know, it's like a separate thing. It's weird. It's like bringing in the past. But I think this was the best way they could have done it. I know it has a lot of nostalgia going for it, but also just the villains. And I know that there are so many villains in it, but, you know, some of them turn good and, you know, they just do different things with them. And the Green Goblin, I mean, come on. You can't get come better on. than Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin. Like mm -hmm. that, he's just such a good. It, he was good in the first Tobey Maguire, and he's good in the new, you know, the new one, Tom Holland one. So um, this one, it's just an all-star banger. You know, besides the nostalgia, I think it's paced well. I think it's it's got a good flow to it. Um, you know, lots of good jokes. This is one of the few jokey Marvel movies that I like. You know, they they all land, and I mean, it's just got a lot of emotional weight to it with Aunt May's death and things like that. It kind of Reminded me of this movie, Black Panther, where, you know, Queen Ramonda dies. And so, you know, it's it's just got a that it's such a good vibe to it. It's just a vibe. You know, it's every day, bro. It's just a vibe. So, <laughs> yeah, nice. Spider-Man No Way Home is definitely my top phase four Marvel movie. Nice. What about you? All right. Wrapping off my list, the number one movie from phase four, literally the best Marvel movie ever. In phase four, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I just, I just, <laughs> who so would have thought? Moonstruck on it, Infinity out of five, conch cells. You know, I was very happy they ended Marvel's phase four on this one. If they ended it with something else, I don't think it would have passed the vibe check, but I'm glad that they did this one. It, it, it finally worked out all in their favor. Um, I mean, yeah, it's good to have like some foundation with the first Black Panther, but you know, I think they they really executed Black Panther, um, Wakanda Forever very well. Everything yeah. I like, I think I've said everything, so I don't really have much to say. Uh, besides, it was the best one out of all the uh, seven movies that came out this year. So yeah, I mean, you got to give it respect. Put respect yeah. on his name. Mm -hmm. And Black Panther is supposed to be, you know, supposed to return. It said that in the, the last credit scene, it says Black Panther will return. So we'll see how Black Panther does come back. But there you go. You know, probably it's probably in the Avengers movie. I, I don't know. Because like all everything else in their phase five and six, they don't have any Black Panther movies. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Sure it's don't. just she'll probably yeah. just show up somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So she'll be in the quantum realm with Ant-Man next time. Yeah, so sure well, wouldn't that be something? You know, sure, he's probably taking a taking a break, but um, nothing wrong with that. And then then she'll be back for more. And so we'll see how that all plays out. So yeah, that wraps up our list for our Phase Four movies. Yeah. Yes, wow. and and that also wraps up the episode two. You know, guys, we just want to thank you for watching. Thank you for supporting. Make sure you click that bell on Spotify. I think it notifies you. Or get and turn turn your notifications on. I mean, come on. You don't want you turn you don't want text from other people. You want you want to hear about our new episodes coming out. So please, you know, drop a drop a like, drop a subscription. You know, we really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. Um, drink Summer Moon Coffee, drink Body Armor Light, drink Pedia Light, drink Natty Light, <laughs> drink Bud Light, all the lights. You know, we're we're gonna win this weight loss challenge together. Yep, yep. So <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, guys we will catch you on the next episode it will probably be after thanksgiving because um thanksgiving is in the next week and a half or so so our schedules are pretty swamped like trek so 
Um, hopefully we can crank out something and we'll keep you guys updated on the weight loss challenge and all of our um, future podcasts coming soon. So once again, thank you for the support and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Catch you on the flip. Wakanda forever.